Hey everyone, and welcome to 121 in Flux. I am Peter, and I'm joined as always by Connor. Yes, yes you are. This is our movie podcast, which has been a little off and on recently. Um, we did do A Night to Remember last time, and we are back now to do Shoplifters, which is much like A Night to Remember, is also a, a Patreon vote winner. And this was voted for a few months ago. I can't remember which month. I can't remember what it beat. But <laughs> this one, it won. That's that's what matters. It won. This is a Japanese film from last year. It was getting a lot of buzz, a lot of lot of award buzz, a lot of uh, you know, yeah. So, um, we are here to uh, we're here to talk about it. Is a is a drama about a, a makeshift family in Japan uh, living in poverty. Uh, they're not actually related by blood, but they all live together. Uh, and of course, a couple of them do shoplift. Hence the title of the film. And it's about them essentially adopting and i use that word loosely uh a young girl who is kind of left outside while her parents are fighting and being neglectful of her and they kind of take her in feed her train her kind of take take her as one of their own and ultimately the the hiding of that and how they maybe eventually get kind of caught is essentially what the, the movie is so mm. Uh, that is the the gist of it. So we'll start spoiler free as we always do, uh, and we'll 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 dive right in. So, Cara, did you enjoy Shoplifters? I did. Um, maybe not as much as some of the people had hyped it up uh, towards the end of last year. I think it's very good. Um, I think I had uh, a few pacing issues here or there uh, that kind of held it back from being you know amazing. So you think the two hour runtime is probably just a touch. Yeah, not long. like significantly. Maybe just chop off like ten or fifteen minutes is is all. Hmm. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. No, I also thought it was good. I, I think it's um, it's one of those quieter movies that is because uh, there's very little music in this. Like, there's like maybe a couple of scenes in the whole thing that has any type of music. It's it's mostly very down to earth kind of character beats, character scenes, and it basically its biggest strength is just how well performed and written the characters are they they they're, they come across as very likable and sympathetic despite the fact that they're not necessarily always great people um yeah. and e- even when you know obviously there's maybe some like because there's the general idea of them okay they're kind of like just sort of scraping by in kind of you know nefarious ways they're shoplifting they're kind of living with this old woman who's you know like who who herself does turn out to also be kind of a scammer in her own way but like they, they all have this kind of thing uh, and there's more extreme things that go later on but there's just always a sense of like i mean you, f- you almost feel bad for them that they're living like this but at the same time they're kind of at fault themselves they kind of yeah, put themselves in this position but the way they are it is the, but there is a key distinction in that um i think it's the the son asked at one point you know is, is is what we're doing wrong and there's like well you know as long as the store doesn't go out of business we're not really hurting anyone yes and uh, the, the and way he, the way he writes that off though is like yeah that's, that's, that's not yeah, quite right yeah, but <laughs> he, he's he's kind of like yeah but the, the idea is well you know they don't actually want to you know, to to hurt any of the the local businesses or anything like that. They just they they want enough to get by and and kind of be comfortable enough. But they're not like being extravagant either. Sure, but it, like what they're doing is always wrong, and it, it is. Yeah, the characters are very likable in spite of that fact. They come across as very uh, like. I don't know, just very well spirited. They come across as very like you're kind of rooting for them, even though what they're doing 
and how they're doing it is wrong. Even though that by all rights they they don't deserve any of the happiness that they're kind of gleaming. But at the same That's, time, they're kind of you, know, you kind of do feel happy for them when they have a happy day or a happy moment. Or I think ultimately they feel like good people who were just happened to do some shoplifting uh, and you know some other things. Um, but they, they, but they they feel like good people looking out for each other rather than you know just trying to you know get rich and rob from anyone. Well, the whole, the whole theme in the movies, uh, the idea of like family that you sort of pick and make, rather as, yeah. you know, as opposed to actually your literal by blood family. The whole the whole thing's very much about uh, the idea of choosing your makeshift family, and is that more more important than just because you're related to someone by blood? And I've always been kind of of the belief that yeah, that's kind of true. If you if you find people who you can kind of form a family with, and the fact that you're not related by blood really doesn't matter all that much. Um, it always seems weird to me that people are uh, find this strange as a concept, given that the entirety of you know, like married life is, hey, I like you, let's make a family. <laughs> yeah, there's an element of that in all families to an extent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but of course, the big thing here is that you know, this, these aren't their kids; these are just two random kids that they've, they've, they've found yeah, yeah, at some my, my, somewhere. It's kind of an extension of that, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so no, actually, if anything, there was a, there was a line later on in the movie from uh, one of the cops uh, that really kind of made me squint at the screen a little bit because I was like, because um, obviously, as much as we're kind of on the side of the, the, the most of the characters in the family, or yeah, and I say family again, not not literal family, but um, obviously, some of the things they do go too far, and we expect them to get to sort of meet their meet the end of at least their, their status quo because of that uh, but there's a line from someone towards the end uh who says you can't be a mother unless you give birth and immediately i just sort of went well that's just kind of thrown everyone who's ever adopted a kid under the bus a little bit and like that's that's been a little insensitive yeah. <laughs> um forget the fact that i disagree with that statement just you know it's, it, that's like hey i'm this is not because I, I never got the impression in the movie that it wants us to villainize the the police or the system or anything like that. No, I don't think it does. I think it's more just an in, like this person as an individual feels that way, but we, you don't, you're not supposed to agree with him. Yes, but it's just weird um, because the woman says this, and it just kind of it was like, whoa, 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 what? <laughs> like yeah. that's just that's just throwing everything under the bus a little bit. But um, so that kind of stuck out to me. But the yeah, like so the the family's made up of kind of you know quote unquote the dad uh, who's Osamu, and he's a. Uh, he is the sort of the main shoplifter who's who's taught the young boy uh, who's uh, Shota. Yeah, so he's the he's the professional shoplifter, and the others are all kind of learning the trade. Well, not all the others, just the kids. Uh, the, yeah, the younger ones. Yeah, the others don't uh, do any of it. Um, but Shota's having they have kind of a father son bond. Um, but as we sort of discover throughout the course, because I think at the start of the movie you kind of assume they are father son. It's not until it kind of starts to there's little yeah, lines of dialogue here or there. It's when the the kid ref- makes a point of not calling him dad at any point. Yeah, but even when he says uh, you should call me dad, there's almost like a like a, a, a leap of logic where you kind of go, oh, yeah. is he like a new like stepdad, and that's why it's a it's a thing. Mm. that's why it's a, an awkward thing for him to call him dad is because oh he, his mum remarried or, or whatever um obviously it's not that in this case but that, that was what my main jumped to until it started revealing more and more and more um and then of course you have uh the the sort of the, the teenager um aki who uh works as a a hostess um is, that's what it says on wikipedia anyway uh, i would say it's more of a peep show joint but <laughs> i mean yeah I, I feel like they're being generous there 
yeah. it must be a translation thing. Maybe that's just li- okay, that's literally what it might be called in Japan. Yeah, could well be. Uh, but uh, so she's there, and then we have kind of the mum of the family, um, uh, Nobuo, if I'm saying that remotely right, uh, and she works at like a laundrette or whatever. So it's maybe like a hotel. She does the the laundry at a hotel or something like that, mm. and. Yeah. So, and she she has a relationship with uh, with Osamu, the, the the father figure, uh, and then there's also the grandmother figure, whose whose small apartment they all live in, her small house. They all live there, and you get the impression she's the only one who's supposed to be living there. But everyone just kind of sneaks in there, and like it was very tiny. And one of the things the cinematography does is it really makes you feel how cramped it is the entire time. Like whenever we're in that house. It does this thing where everyone just feels cramped up against the edge of the frame, as if the yeah. frame in itself is actually kind of, you know, and they're all sleeping on the floor and just you know, uh, th- wherever they can find space. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 and even even once they bring in the little girl, they bring in a Yuri. Um, like that that she has to like share with someone. Like you know, this is how cramped for space this place is. Yeah. Um, but that's actually one of the things that make you like them a lot, though, is that when they do take her uh, initially. Um, they like you know. They, they, they he takes her because she's hungry and she looks cold. She's been neglected, and he basically just invites her over for for food. Right? He says, "Hey, why don't you come with us and we'll give you something to eat?" And when she's there, they find bruises on her. They find bruises and uh, marks, and it's like, okay, right. So she's coming from a really rough household, and uh, maybe they should, and obviously the correct <laughs> path at this point would be to contact the social services or the police. You know official channels yeah. obviously for reasons they don't want to be involved in the official channels because yeah yeah it's uh we'll, we'll get more into the the ins and outs of it later but yeah yeah they, they maybe don't want that so the, and the way to take them back you know the, the you know the, the mother figure like sort of grabs them and takes takes them uh there with the, the father figure and they're 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 about to give him give her over, and they're outside this this girl's house, and they hear the fighting, and they, they you know he goes up and sort of peeks over the the this little there's like a little sort of porch sort of balcony area, and mm. he kind of peeks over it, and like it's just it's just constant fighting, and they make the choice to take her back with them. They don't, they don't give her back, and I mean, and obviously, so I think the thing here is even though this is kind of the incorrect choice, the the key things that we see in these these like this like. I'd say a trilogy of scenes. You know, when the first when he first finds her, she's there for dinner, and then the taking back to the house is these parents don't seem to have even noticed that she's been gone. Presumably for, for a couple, hours, of, yeah, yeah, for a couple of hours at least. Um, so immediately we do not side with them. We side maybe more with these characters who seem to care about her, regardless of how wrong they're going about handling it. They seem but to care. <laughs> they were being genuine. He was like, "Hey, come and have some food, right?" Yeah, you know, it was. It was yeah. a nice thing. It, it wasn't. You know, he wasn't being weird about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, hey, you know, she's hungry. Let's let's you know bring her for dinner. And even though they don't have that much, and it's you know it's a small place that they've got, it's like, yeah, well, one more. Come, you know, she's welcome. Yeah, uh, and that's kind of what the setup of the movie is. And from there, it's you know this this show other the boy does he get kind of jealous of our kid? Does he become more of a big brother figure? You know, all all these little kind of intricacies of it, um, and the morality of what they do kind of comes into play. And it, it it's a very smart film in how it t- tackles things because again, it, t- it takes this this group of characters who are doing things that are hundred percent wrong. There is no no disputing that how they handle their lives and how they go about things is completely inappropriate uh downright um i don't know what's the word i'm looking for uh, 
What's oh I, god? I, there's, there's a word in my head, and I'm just I can't get it. I don't want to say immoral because no, 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 no. We're not no, quite well, accurate. When something's feeding off of something, like a parasite. What's the, what's the adjective here? Parasitic. Parasitic. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Par- <laughs> I think. I think it was a more elegant word I had in mind, but that's essentially what I was get, going for. Parasitic. There, like, there the, might well be, but that is a word that you could use in this search. <laughs> yes. Um. So. Like, despite in all that, I think it actually makes a lot of positive points. Okay, even at the end of the movie, when we maybe discover some other things about them that you know is a bit more extreme and so on and so on, I don't think it ever wants us to completely villainize them. I think it it's trying to just make some very clear points about family and about um, the happiness that they somehow find, despite the fact that they're in this fleeting, like you know. Like po- poverty-ridden lifestyle, like there's nothing that like that. This should be a miserable story, but yet there's all these little moments and days of happiness. Yeah, and it's kind of, um, you know, obviously there's a happy medium somewhere, but uh, I feel like it's actually making some positive points. Um, and th- there are arcs for almost every character. Um, maybe. Maybe the little girls, maybe the, the exception, but uh, I think Shota and both the parents, all three of them go through pretty yeah, big I, arcs over the course of this I, film. I agree. I think they're quite important. I think the you know the the young sister is is, is an important catalyst, uh, you know, and, and really changes all the dynamics, which is what establishes everything going on. She's less a character and kind of the MacGuffin um, in a lot of ways. I think it's the older sister that gets kind of the the short straw for the most part. A lot of her stuff feels kind of superfluous. You could kind of cut most of that and not lose too much, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't really amount to whole much. She has like a there's a, there's a detail about her in the plot that kind of you know yeah. explains some of the granny stuff, but honestly, it doesn't necessarily add it's, a whole lot to the movie. It's not that any of the stuff's individually bad. I think it's all you know fine. It's all good, and you know, and there's no real problem while you're watching it. It's just. It doesn't really uh, can tie in with all the other stuff as well. It feels very parallel uh, as opposed to the other three, which are mostly quite intertwined. Mm. Um, so it, it feels just a little bit separate. And I, I always feel that you know, when I'm watching a scene, I always kind of go, right, okay, what's the point of this in the, in the larger context beyond just for this character? Because I think with all the others, you can do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think she's there because she, she unlike young Yuri, she didn't like... You know, she she left her kind of like given family and joined this family kind of of her own free will at, at an older age where she's maybe a bit more you know coherent of the choice she's making. You know, it's not just like a you know whereas Yuri is just sort of locked into it and then was offered food and kind of went along with it. Um, yeah. Whereas this this character's you know seventeen or whatever she is I don't know what age she is, but um, she 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 makes a conscious choice to leave her parents. Um, and I think thematically what she's done ties into the plot a lot. I just don't know if her actual arc of the movie really does much yeah, with everything else. No, I else. agree. Thematically, I, I see it. It just doesn't feel like there's a lot when you're watching it. It feels very separate, uh, unlike the others. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, so I think we'll give the spoiler warning then so we can dive into kind of what the rest of the movie does with its characters and its plot. 
so full spoilers for the the movie as follows uh, before i go into spoilers though i will just remind you that you can support everything we do over at patreon.com slash tv you can do that over there for as little as one dollar per month uh at the at the five dollar tier you get early access to to these reviews but you also at the one dollar tier uh get bonus episodes of some of the other shows we do and you get some bonus like outtakes and things like that so uh worth going having a look if you want to support everything we do uh, and keep all the content coming uh but yeah so look at the rest of the movie uh, the arcs here, of course, is the, the the real thing that comes into it is the morality of uh, Shota, uh, the young boy who, basically, you know, he he's told, you know, from from the parents of, of course, the dad, you know, uh, the dad especially, like, hey, it's not stealing if it's if it's from a store, no one owns it yet, which again, like, it's just a skewed up way of thinking of things, but yeah. but like that's how like he justifies it to. To him, to Shota, because Shota at least thinks, well, I'm not, we're not stealing from a person. He has a problem with that. And as the movie goes on, uh, there's a scene where he's teaching Yuri, like your little girl, and she has like three names over the course of the film because they, they realize they got it wrong and then they change it to something else. So I'm just going to stick with Yuri because it was the first one and we're, we're going to stick with that. Uh, but she, she, she's been taught how to steal and this shop, shop owner kind of you don't even realize that he's caught them at first he just kind of comes over and says hey and he hands them some like a like a ice lollies or uh, popsicles to translate for everyone else um and he's and you think he's just being nice and he just says to him before they leave he's like hey don't make her do it you know clearly showing that he knows what, what they were doing and he's he's being a good person and saying hey like don't don't do that and this idea that that shota then feels that he's actually badly influences someone else and then it kind of makes him rethink about what he's been taught and why he's been taught these things and it kind of culminates yeah. with a scene where uh osamu sorry uh he's he's a he's, he's breaking into a car to like steal a purse i think is what he's doing and show is like well so this belongs to someone some this is some this is someone's car this is someone's purse and he's like and <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, no, but the the rules were were simple. The rules were clear. The the, the morals of this. And he refuses to like help him, and he, he just walks away. It's like you you just be lookout then. Yeah, and we find out that they found him in a car, in a locked car. And he questions, wait, oh, were you just breaking into that car as well when you found me? And he he says no, but like you get the impression he they probably were. It's, it's one of those where they might have been breaking into cars in general. Sure, but. As we saw with Yuri, you know, he stopped and did the right thing because it's like, hey, this is an abandoned kid, and uh, you know, I, I, we we invited her in for food, and you know, and took her in that way. I wonder if the same happened here, where they were out looking for things to steal in cars, and maybe they were in a car park, and then, hey, there's this kid just there, and I suspect he made a, a conscious choice to break into that car to to get the kid rather than uh, you know to look for anything else. I mean, he might have looked while he was there. Don't get me wrong. Um, but uh, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt in that he he probably did do it on on purpose. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but of course, like this, uh, we we get this scene where again they're in a shop and Yuri's you know doing her first kind of big real shoplifting sort of yeah. job, and he basically just can't let her go through with it. He doesn't want her to get caught and go down this path, so he 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 causes a ruckus and grabs some stuff and just runs you know in plain sight he's intentionally distracting everyone and making them chase him and it's actually one of the best moments of filmmaking in the whole movie i thought uh where mm. he gets like basically cornered on a bridge from the two two employees of the, the store 
and he sort of, we don't we don't we don't know what's on the other side of this bridge. We don't know how far down it is. We don't know if it's water. We don't know if it's whatever it is. And he just goes over the ledge, and the camera kind of comes up just enough to see some of the road below. And it's like okay, it's, it's, it is like a drop to like a road underneath. It's not like a the biggest drop in the world, but all we see but to a to a small child, it's quite a big drop. Possibly, yeah, but. All we see is he. The, the thing he stole was a a bag of oranges, and when the camera comes up, we just see some oranges rolling uh, down the road. And actually, like I, I thought he was dead. Like I'm, uh, like I, I I thought he'd snuffed it, and turns out he broke his leg. He's he's not actually dead. Um, yeah, but it's, it's, it's not terrible. It's, it's a broken leg. He'll be fine. But that, that this this all brings into the the whole idea that he goes to the hospital and the the parents have to come and like find out what happened to him. But the police want to question them and and ask like who they are and who he is and what's going on. And it's very soon after this to get caught because uh, I mean it's a while in the movie before this happens. But eventually the police are looking for Yuri and it's on the news. So they cut her hair. They they make her look a little bit different and you know. It's one of those things where it's kind of sad how long it did take. You you kind of question. Is this them just not seeing the news because they're not always watching TV, yeah, or maybe. is it, or is it? It kind of took that long to trickle out because the parents just didn't give enough of a shit. Well, I think um, it reminds me a lot of uh, Gone Baby Gone in a, in a way. I, I don't know if you saw that movie. I don't think I did. No, uh, where I didn't love the film, but one of the things it did uh, was like you know that these detectives or PIs throughout the course of the film were, were trying to get this kid back and. One of the things that were raised is that the parents of the kid who went missing were awful people, and mm. it was a horrible place for the kid to grow up in. And the people who took the kid uh, were, you know, better, right? Um, and there's a moment at the end of the movie where, like, uh, and male spoilers, I guess, but you know, they get the kid back, and like, there's a moment where like, the, the the main detective, or, you know, maybe Ben Affleck or whoever, but uh, they're kind of like watching the kid with the the their, their parents, and there's just kind of this look of like, well, I did my job. But, but was can, it the right thing? But was it the right thing to do? Yeah, like he's not really sure. And I, there's kind of a hint of that in here as well. Um, mm. I, I think for for Yuri at the end of the movie, because the very final scene of the movie is her back on the same porch uh, that she was when we first met her. Which yeah, again, like they say, technically it's the, the the right thing. She's back with her family, right? But was she better off, you know, with the, with the new family? Probably. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know because of where they've all ended up now. I don't know if that's necessarily sure. true. Okay, where w- was she better off if it had, if nothing had changed? If they just continued as they were, if they sure. hadn't been caught and all that, yeah. like, is, is what I mean there. Yeah, because it ends in this kind of ambiguous note where she looks over the the the, the railing because it's, like, it's kind of a high like sort of banister that's all kind of covered, and mm. she's kind of peeking over the edge and her eyes kind of widen and then it cuts the credits. So you don't really know what she's seeing. Um, we can maybe speculate a little bit as to you know, you know, did you know, did uh, Osamu? I keep forgetting the name. Sorry, it's hard. It's hard with foreign names. Uh, Osamu, like, did did he come for her? Uh, to to run off because his his character arc for the for the movie, um, is definitely a complex one. Him and mm. him and him and the wife because they. It turns out they did something really dark. They they actually murdered someone in the past. They murdered her first husband. Um. He was abusive, uh, which is maybe why yeah. she sympathizes with uh, young Yuri as much as she does, uh, you know, right away. She's been through it. And they they take her in, and over the course, you know, we see them kind of have these romantic moments together, we see them kind of bond, and... Uh, it's interesting, because they're off and on with the, the romantic moments, because, uh, I can't remember which one, it might be, might, might be Shota, but one of them asks, hey, 
when do you two you know, have time together? Because th- th- there's no space for themselves in this in this mm. apartment. Uh, they find some time eventually, though, because they're everyone's out and they're in the pouring rain. Yes, and they're having noodles, uh, and apparently sucking on noodles is get gets gets someone very erotic. Get, get in the mood. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> they're just sucking on noodles for ages, and then it's like, you know what? It's time for sex, and they're like, okay, she's in the mood. It, it actually becomes one of the most. Um stylistic moments of the episode with the, with all the rain pouring uh mm. it's got some of the most mood and atmosphere that, that's that, that a lot of the movie not, not is lacking you know, but it's just so different to, to most of the movie that it stands out yeah and then one of the big things of course is that the grandmother is uh actually she doesn't have a pension she claims to have a pension she's actually just extorting money with you know via pity from the the adult children of her husband's uh like second marriage because she, she, she basically she's she's getting pity from this pair for being abandoned by her husband uh, and they pay her off and that's yeah. her quote-unquote pension uh but she basically makes a lot of points throughout the film where she thinks she's going to be dying soon there's a lot of like kind of this, i'm at the end of my journey kind of thing um and she they all go to the beach this is one of the happy moments we're talking about where they go to the beach because yuri never be at the beach so they have this happy family day out at the beach and it's this happy tranquil day they're playing in the water they're sitting on the beach and she's just kind of saying hey i get to like i get to die with people around me i, I don't have to be alone and it comes back to this idea of like family being something you want around you regardless if it's your real like by blood family or whatever and she does pass away and we get this really dark thing where they, they can't go to the authorities because they don't want to a pay for the funeral because they can't afford to and b um obviously don't want the authorities sort of poking around and asking them questions they're not supposed and, to be here and and they're telling the kids she was never here she never lived here yeah uh, you know, so, this idea that that god pretend she just didn't exist and they dig up a, a hole inside the house and bury her in there, and it's just really. And they make a, they, they sort of have this little. There's like one line here that really we go wait what? Where they say, oh, it's not like the last time we did this. And I'm like, hold on, hold on. <laughs> this us rewind a little bit. And of yeah. course, just later once they've been arrested, we find out that they killed someone. And you know that's that's what it is. Um. So, but like. Yeah, so they have this thing where once uh, Shota's been been like in the hospital, he's had his uh, leg broken, and they realise that they're going to be sniffing around. They have to they do a runner. They're going to leave him behind. They're going to run. And this is something Shota after he's put into an orphanage, uh, he meets up with with uh, with uh, Osamu for the day, uh, where they go and visit uh, uh, Nabil in, in in prison. She's in jail, and she again feels guilty uh she she tells him what car they got him from and what the license plate was in case he wants to try and find his real parents and later you know he goes back home with with uh osamu and they they have again more noodles a lot of noodle eating in this movie i hope you like noodles because there's noodles all over the place i'm not gonna lie it did make me pretty hungry (laughs) i have to i feel i feel like when you watch a japanese movie they're either always eating noodles or rice right and I'm a bit, much more of a race guy, so this movie didn't necessarily make me that hungry. I'm but... perfectly content with either. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Uh, I, I will take whatever you can give me. See, whenever I'm watching like Seven Samurai and they're just eating like rice constantly, a little bowls, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I can mm-hmm. go for some rice. Um, so you know, he he's like, hey, you have to go back tomorrow. You know, they build a snowman again. This happy moment, this sort of like last hurrah of them as like father son. 
And he's like, we're going to build a snowman because it's snowing. And it was real snow as well. So, I mean, they, 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 they timed the shooting of this as, you know, as best they could to make sure they had some yeah. real snow. And the line, you know, back to back, because again, he's, he's got this tiny apartment now uh, after this. And he's, you know, show ass, like, were you going to leave me? Uh, and he's like, yeah, I'm sorry, but we ha- we had to go. And it's this really bittersweet thing next day next morning it's like okay they're going to be mad so tell them that i forced you to stay with me overnight you know so the orphanage won't be mad at you and he's putting them on a bus and he's trying to wave bye to him because you know, show gets on the bus and he's, he's sitting there you know quite far up it and he, he goes he goes to the window where he is and he's like waving at him and as the bus starts to take off he starts yelling his name and running after the bus you know show her show her he's clearly having second thoughts here he cannot it's almost like he wants them to just go with him and they can yeah. be who they were before like he wants that connection and i think that's where the, the ambiguity of the ending comes in where did he go to yuri because he wants that relationship and it's but it's kind of a selfish thing because it's like yeah if you, if you make her like like you you're kind of like setting her on this path to be like you i think you know it, it's it's interesting because obviously show is quite hurt by you know the fact that they you know we're gonna leave him and mm. He's, he's kind of accepting okay he's going back to the orphanage but you know when he's on the bus after it pulls away he calls him dad for the first time in in the whole movie yeah no it just it kind of shows that despite all the faults and everything and the fact that it, you know it was unhealthy and he can't stay there he does have to have because again if Shota stayed with them his future would be written in stone he would basically be be committing himself to a path of this lifestyle you know whereas in school and orphanage he can he can learn things he can get an education he can go and do whatever he wants it's, you know he has so many more doors open to him so the selfish part of this is the idea that osamu will kind of essentially commit you know any kids he takes under his wing to be like him and that's kind of the sad part of this but i think him calling him dad for the first time you know show calling him dad here under his breath you know when he can't hear him is basically saying that despite all of that, there was a real connection there. There was a real family bond there, and it just it, there's nuance here. It's, it's not just simple it as they're awful people and everything about this is bad. There's definitely some happier, it's, it's, healthier it's, even connections in there that no, you know they didn't have before. As selfish as it is, and you know, it, if he does go back for it, you know, he's probably aware that he's you know come into them to this life. Um, but I don't think he's seeing that as a as a punishment to them he, he doesn't think he's doing something wrong there he he thinks he's genuinely doing something good and you know taking them from you know a worse situation he thinks they're better with him um and will be happier and uh, i mean it's it's debatable whether or not that's true uh short term probably mm-hmm. um, long term who knows um but it's uh, it's not just he he's uh, trying to ruin their lives it's not it's not anything like that i start to go oh you know it, it's oh, i need more people like me it's you know he thinks he's doing the right thing i think in the moment no he thinks he is but uh, that's i think part of what makes it kind of dangerous is that he thinks he is and yeah ultimately you know he isn't he's kind of and you know so it is this weird ending where you don't know how to feel like do you want to hope that he did come for her or are you hoping that he didn't because she needs to maybe not be that but like, i think the uh the healthiest option that it could be at the end is it's actually shota there to just carry on being like the big brother figure oh yeah yeah that has a lot more morality shall we say uh you, you know is is a lot more concerned about doing the right thing yeah he's he's, he's a better person than the parents were like you yeah. know that, that's kind of set up throughout the film is that he has more of a conscience yeah. and 
Yeah, that, that is kind of the happiest ending, I suppose, uh, if you think about it. Not, not saying that's necessarily what I think happened. Just it, it's a potential option that you know, it's probably the that, that probably the happiest one. I think what makes it all work though is that if if he has had a moment of weakness and came for her, uh, Osamu, that is, it's an understandable moment of weakness, an understandable desire on his part to not be alone, to feel like he is actually helping someone and someone is there to help him. Everything about it is like, okay, there's selfish elements, there's definitely elements of, uh, like, just unhealthy attitudes towards life and relationships. Codependence. But ultimately, like, you can kind of sympathize with a lot of it because you understand. It it makes all of it very kind of subjectively uh, understandable. And yes. even though, even though from an objective point of view, you look at it and go, no, this is bad for this reason, this reason, and this reason, uh, you get why it's kind of working, at least in the moment. You you don't hate the characters for it. You you feel kind of sad they're making the wrong choice, potentially, in the moment. You're like, oh, I, I hope you were going to do the right thing, and you didn't really quite do it. But, mm. you know, you didn't murder a puppy, so I'm not going to hate you either. <laughs> like, And, and it, it's it's one of those things that, in the moment, they are all, you know, for the most part, I mean, very happy, you know, all of them together. Yeah. Yeah, despite everything. Yeah, they they found some sort of weird semblance of happiness mixed in more than some real yeah. families have. Like that's that's just the simple truth of it. That, I mean, that's why Yuri happily went with them and didn't really want to go back because exactly. Um, and it's because it's something they they asked her a lot. Like you know, when the when the first like period of her being there, they would say, "Do you want to go back? Do you want to go home?" Um. And she never seemed that enthusiastic about it. <laughs> yeah, they always gave her the choice um, consistently. Um, and, and of course, no one has to explain to us that, yes, a five-year-old should not be making that choice. Yes, that is true. But, no, but again, it's them thinking that if uh, she wants to go home, she'll say so. Yeah. So, no, I think that's what makes the whole thing work, is that it, the morality of it, while kind of clear on the surface there's a lot of subjective elements to it they make it a bit more nuanced it make you understand why characters who would do this think this way and why they think it's the right thing to do and why they get something out of it when they do go through life like this so um that's what makes it good that's what makes it a good drama is that there's so much yeah. depth to what everyone's doing and why they're doing it um and that's what makes it work um uh, directions you know very solid it's, it's, it's very uh laid it's back really- Rarely flashy or stand out. I think the the two points where it does stand out are uh, you know, the the sex scene with with all the rain uh, mm-hmm. and uh, the the chase. Yeah, um, but very confident. It's not. It never feels like it's uh, you know struggling for something to do. It's just being very. It, it's fitting the the tone of the characters. It's like this this movie would not benefit from a flashy like style. No, it wouldn't. It's very relaxed. But again, for most of the movie, most of the characters are quite relaxed. Yeah, it, it, it fits what the characters do. It fits what the story's doing. And that's yeah. uh, sometimes the most important thing. So um, I can't really fault that. Um, like I say, I mean, I, the performances are very good. Uh, you've got some kid actors here. And they're admittedly not speaking Japanese. Uh, maybe some of the, the... If there is faults in the delivery of the lines, it's maybe not easy to see them. But I think from a visual perspective, the performances are very good. Like... Uh, the the you can you can see in their eyes what they're thinking, what they're doing a lot of the time. Yeah, I think especially yeah uh, the kid plays show a lot of uh, you know kind of drawing in the shoulders, kind of feeling smaller. Yeah, um, a lot of that. Yeah, no, so that's very good. Uh, yeah, that's no, a really good, I, I get why I had a lot of buzz last year. It's it's a really 
solid and despite its subject surprisingly easy to watch like i feel like this is the sort of thing if you if you if you tell me the premise before i watched that i'd, I'd probably be like oh it's going to be a depressing like <laughs> moody <laughs> like yeah you know like everyone's it's not very, sort of... uh, uh, complacent maybe is a word I'd, I'd describe it as like you know it just kind of gets it goes through the motions for a lot of it in in a way that makes sense for the story Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, what are you going to give it then? What are you going to give shot lifters? I think I'll give it a straight eight. Yeah. Okay. Um. I was expecting you to explain it more, so I had time to think about my rating. But uh, I mean, if if you want, I, I can. Uh, I can no, it's fine. More. It's fine. I'll just I'll have to do my thought process first. Um, <laughs> so. No, it's just, it's hard to fault. There's very little to fault. Like you said, maybe a little bit of pacing, pacing maybe Aki's story, uh, which ultimately is, she connects with one of her customers at one point. She kind of like, felt, and again, it's this idea that this is another broken individual and they kind of like bond and connect because they're both kind of uh, alone. And, you know, it kind of just goes out of the themes of the rest of the yeah. movie. Um, but maybe, yeah, maybe her story could be trimmed um, because it doesn't really add a whole lot to the film. Like, you could probably take her out and it wouldn't necessarily feel like it, it impacts it that much outside of cutting out maybe, you know, five minutes. Maybe ten, that push. Maybe it'll be five, yeah. though, to be honest. Like, if, you th- if you think of the scenes that it's really just her stuff on her own, it's probably just five minutes. Probably, yeah. It's, so, it's not a huge amount, but it, noticeable, I think. Yeah. Uh, but uh, very likable characters uh, in spite of everything and uh, very natural performances very natural kind of tone of the film uh, but ultimately it's saying something with a bit more nuance than just a simple this is right and this is wrong uh, mm-hmm. which I do appreciate it makes it makes you feel like it's, it's really because it, it, you know there's a moment uh, just before it cuts forward to when you know Shota's is in, in the orphanage and you know in prison and so on and so on uh, where uh, Nabil was being questioned by the, the the police officer, and she she has this thing at the end of the scene where the, the, the shot is very kind of like just very she's dead center, which is you know kind of irregular. Maybe that's another maybe slightly stalish thing in the the filmmaking towards the end. Is that in some of these interviews, the characters being interviewed are very dead center of the frame, but she she ends her scene this long scene with this detective uh, by just saying I wonder and then pausing for a long time and saying I wonder, and I think that almost sums up kind of the the point of the movie as a whole it's about to just kind of question these things and wonder about yeah. them as opposed to and then kind of what if yeah definitively say what's right and what's wrong yeah. so um i will give this movie credit mm-hmm. i uh i found this very easy to remember given how long ago i actually watched it at this point mm-hmm. uh, because i watched this when we were supposed to record this originally about five weeks ago now uh and then shit happened and i went away and it, it didn't get done um uh, and i was concerned coming into this review going oh, am, am i going to be kind of all over the place am i not going to remember enough of it um but actually a lot of the the even the smaller moments you know have, have kind of stuck in my head quite well uh not just you know the the bigger moments because it is a lot of small moments in in this movie uh, uh so i'm glad that a lot of them have been you know so easily memorable uh yeah, it's kind of by design. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. But I, I wasn't sure if they would be that memorable when I came to to talk about it, and it, it turns out they were. Yeah. Uh, so I'm probably going to agree with straight eight. 
which was just, after, after all that which is a long way to get there but like i was trying yeah. to think if I, I wanted to go higher it might it might go up in time though it might you know it's sort of thing where maybe i could rewatch it because uh, it does look like a, it feels like it has enough going in, on inside its head to really kind of like maybe even get more out of it in a second view where you know from the start of the movie i know where it's going with the steams and i i, I can kind of yeah you know is there some stuff early on that you kind of miss yeah I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if there was uh but that is that is a uh, shoplifters uh so you can let us know what you think of the film in the comments you can you can like and subscribe all that stuff uh we'll hopefully be back next week with another episode i said that last time of course but um hey the, the the gap between an eight to remember and the movie before that was like four months so you know we're this speeding up like a month and yeah. a half we're speeding up right so worst case scenario the next one will be three weeks time uh but hopefully next week so uh we got more patreon uh, vote winners to, to work through before we even get to anything else that we start picking ourselves uh so we'll have the next one of those next week uh, maybe a hitchcock movie next week if that's not next week it's the week after but um that's what's coming up so uh let us rethink of the movie in the comments like subscribe guys on twitter at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates if you want to support the show and the podcast and everything we do you can uh, you can rate us on apple Podcasts, whatever podcast app you choose give us five stars helps us out a lot people can find us easier they recommend us out a lot more and we mentioned patreon earlier if you want to support us financially you can go do that there too and get some bonuses for your trouble but uh that is us uh, and of course well worth mentioning the other two movie podcasts that come from mail fuzz tv uh, there's a horror movie podcast called screams after midnight that i do with tim uh, every week we talk about a horror movie and we just had the octoberthon over october which was like 32 episodes in 31 days which was a large part of the reason why this has taken so long. Because as I said, I watched this at the start of October and then Peter had a lot more movies to watch in October though. I had a lot of movies to watch. And then uh, we have the science fiction movie podcast called The Atomic Cinema Experiment, The Ace, uh, which I do with Tara and similar to Screams, but it's a sci-fi movie every week. So you can check out that. And yeah, on Patreon, you get bonus episodes once per month for both of those shows. So uh, go and go and have a have a look see. Um, but that is it. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching movies, guys. And if you can get it, it's always nice to have diplomatic immunity.